0: Due to the graphic nature of this dictator's story, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of sexual assault, violence, and murder. We advise extreme caution for children under 13.
1: Over a 1,000 years ago, a group of Scandinavian warriors invaded Western Europe to pillage and plunder. They were called the Vikings.
0: Their invasions were so successful that the Vikings ruled large portions of Europe during a 300-year period, from around 793 to 1066
1: CE. However, they seem to have kept few historical records, and those that survive were mostly written centuries after their reign. Aside from earlier Christian sources, So much of what we know about them comes from Scandinavian and Icelandic epic prose narratives called sagas.
0: The earliest sagas tell of a single Viking warrior who blazed a violent trail for others to follow. His name was Ragnar Lothbrok, and his legend is filled with adventure, riches, and cruel bloodshed.
1: Welcome to Dictators, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Richard.
0: And I'm Kate. You can find all episodes of Dictators and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify.
1: For this season of Dictators, we travel back to the age of the Vikings, exploring the lives of ruthless Scandinavian warriors who conquered medieval Europe. Many of them were inspired by legends and myths from within their own culture.
0: Today, we're going to explore the tale of Ragnar Lothbrok, perhaps the greatest Viking leader of them all.
1: We'll also look at the lives and voyages of Ragnar's equally famous sons. These boys earned fearsome reputations following in their father's footsteps, and they drove Ragnar to the most ambitious adventure of his life.
0: We'll have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, the despits and tyrants we discuss on our show are 100% real. From Caligula to Kim Jong-un, these authoritarian leaders lived, breathed, and ruled with an iron fist.
1: But Ragnar Lothbrok is a little different. Most of his story is based on oral history and mythology. Like the Greek Iliad or the Odyssey, the biography of Ragnar Lothbrok is an epic tale with some kernels of truth. But it's difficult to prove.
0: Historians have concluded that a Viking leader named Ragnar did exist around the mid-9th century. However, the legend we're exploring is most likely an amalgamation of several men with the same name or various fighters whose feats were lumped together between 800 and 1100 CE.
1: Those years were part of a period known as the Early Middle Ages. After the Roman Empire fell around 475 CE, Nomadic peoples like the Huns, Goths, and Vandals moved into Western Europe.
0: Literature and historical records from this period are sparse, leaving few trustworthy sources on the Vikings. The sagas that remain are dramatic tales of adventure and conquest. They are big on drama, but short on details like dates
1: and geography. As such, it's virtually impossible to know where or when anything took place. The only way we can be certain of any Viking history is from discovered artifacts or when its history overlaps with records from other cultures of the time. So we'll start with what we know for sure.
0: The Vikings originated from present-day Norway, Denmark, and Sweden. However, not all Scandinavians were Vikings.
1: The term refers to the groups of Scandinavian warriors who took land by force. Over the years, Vikings earned a reputation for their courage and intimidation on the battlefield.
0: However, there's little archaeological evidence to suggest they possessed better weapons than anyone they fought. Rather, the Vikings' advantage was that they were superior sailors.
1: The Vikings were also master shipbuilders who were responsible for numerous nautical innovations. Their fleets could launch sea-based surprise attacks on just about anyone in Western Europe. And between the 8th and 11th centuries, they controlled portions of Scotland, Britain, France, and Ireland.
0: However, during the 12th century, the Vikings' influence waned. As Christianity spread across Europe, it eventually reached Scandinavia and spread new agrarian ideals.
1: Soon, the plow was more popular than the sword, and the Vikings peacefully integrated themselves deeper into the rest of European society.
0: Still, in centuries that followed, tales of Viking battles and seafaring exploration persisted, including the legend of Ragnar
1: Lothbrok. However, the common version of his story didn't start with Ragnar himself. It began with a princess named Aslaug.
0: Despite being born into royalty, Princess Aslaug's life was anything but idyllic. At a young age, her mother and father, King Sigurd, were killed. Luckily for Aslaug, she escaped and fell into the hands of a ruler named Hamir.
1: Knowing that Sigurd's enemies would come after Aslaug to end the bloodline, Hamir decided to hide the girl in a massive harp. With Aslaug inside the frame, Hamir also included as much gold, silver, and jewelry as he could.
0: In order to avoid arousing suspicions, he donned the clothes of a beggar. Thus, he was able to smuggle the orphaned princess to safety.
1: Hamir traveled a great distance, Whenever he passed a body of water, he took apart the harp, removed Aslaug from within, and allowed her to drink and bathe.
0: He also gave her a vinlock. This magical herb allowed her to grow and thrive in the absence of other food sources. It kept young Aslaug fed.
1: Aslaug often wept at the death of her parents and the present circumstances. On those occasions, Hamir played the harp to calm the young princess.
0: Along their journey, they came upon a small, decrepit farm belonging to a couple named Aki and Grima. However, at the time of their arrival, Aki was out working in the fields.
1: Still pretending to be a penniless beggar, Hamir asked Grima if she could provide lodging. Grima assured him that she could and immediately built a fire and brought him food.
0: As Hamir sat on a makeshift bed warming his hands on the fire, Grima noticed the gleaming ring on his finger.
1: Then she glanced at the luminous harp and saw Aslaug's dress hanging out of the side. She was immediately suspicious of the alleged beggar.
0: But Grima kept these observations to herself as she brought Hamir more food. Later, she watched as he fell into a deep sleep.
1: When Aki returned from the fields, Grima told him of their poor houseguest and her suspicions about him.
0: Confused, Aki informed his wife that it was best not to dwell too deeply on other men's affairs. But this response only angered Grima, who berated her husband's ignorance.
1: She gave him a terrifying ultimatum, either kill their houseguest Otherwise, she would kill or drive Aki away and marry the lying beggar instead.
0: Stunned by the sudden shift in his wife's demeanor and the threat of death, Aki grabbed an axe and swung it at Hamir's head.
1: The blow made Hamir scream so forcefully as he died that it brought down the entire farmhouse.
0: Both Grima and Aki survived the destruction and went to work removing Hamir's ring and other worthy possessions. Grima pried open the harp, and to her great shock, she found herself face to face with Princess Aslaug.
1: Stunned by the young girl's beauty, neither Grima nor Aki could bring themselves to kill Aslaug. Instead, they decided to adopt her and rename her Kraka. All Aslaug could do was protest in silence.
0: For the rest of her adolescence, she refused to utter a single word to Grima or Aki. But Aslaug's future didn't lay on their impoverished farm. Rather, she was destined to become a queen.
1: While Aslaug lived in destitution, Ragnar Lothbrok was quickly earning a reputation as Denmark's bravest and most fearsome warrior.
0: Like Oslaug, he was born into royalty. His father, Sigurd Hring, ruled Denmark and was known as a tremendous warrior.
1: But Ragnar was determined to surpass his father. Aided with specially crafted armor that was allegedly impervious to any opponent's weapon, Ragnar set out to vanquish any and all foes, even monsters.
0: Ragnar took his men to the region of Jotaland in the kingdom of Sweden. There, Ragnar heard of a challenge to rescue a beautiful princess named Thora.
1: Thora was the daughter of an earl named Herut. While Thora was a child, Herut bestowed upon her lavish gifts, including a garden snake. Thora loved the garden snake and kept it in a box under her bed, using a pile of gold for its bedding.
0: However, the snake eventually grew to be massive. It wrapped itself around Thora's entire house, terrifying anyone who approached. Eventually, Herod proclaimed that any man who killed the snake would be rewarded with his daughter's hand in marriage and receive the gold as her dowry.
1: Most men either ignored the challenge or were too terrified to make an attempt. Of course, Ragnar Lothbrok was not like most men.
0: Ragnar didn't tell his men that he planned on fighting the snake. Instead, on the day he arrived in Jotaland, he donned his armor, grabbed his spear, and went to Thora's
1: house alone. Upon seeing the snake, Ragnar jabbed the spear into its enormous body repeatedly. At one point, he thrust the spear into the snake's spine and twisted so viciously that the spearhead snapped.
0: A giant stream of poisonous blood shot from the snake's wound and struck Ragnar. However, thanks to his special armor, the poison had no effect on him.
1: As the snake died, it let out a piercing scream that shook the entire kingdom and woke Thora. She rushed to the window and watched as Ragnar returned to his ship without claiming her hand in marriage or the gold.
0: As soon as Harut discovered the fate of the mighty snake, he tried to find the man who had slain the beast. Luckily for him, the spearhead was still in the snake's body so all he had to do was to find the matching spear.
1: However, no warrior or peasant could look Herut in the eye and claim to be the killer, even though many wanted to take credit and marry Thora. Finally, Herut came upon Ragnar and saw his headless spear.
0: True to his word, he offered his daughter to Ragnar and the two were married. And after celebrating the matrimony with a massive feast, Ragnar and Thora returned to Denmark.
1: Theirs was a happy marriage which produced two sons, Eirik and Agnar. Like their father, the boys were taller, stronger, and more handsome than other men in the kingdom. It appeared as if Ragnar and Thora were forming a dynasty.
0: But one day, Thora inexplicably fell ill. And though she fought her sickness as mightily as her husband did on the battlefield, she died.
1: Devastated, Ragnar's grief came out in the only way he knew, violence. He set out on a series of horrible raids. It appeared Thora's death was to have devastating consequences for all of Western Europe.
0: Coming up. Ragnar roams the continent and discovers a new mysterious woman.
3: Hi, listeners. I'm Tom Morton, host of Parcast's landmark show, Real Pirates, where we set sail alongside history's most notorious villains. Dive into their world during the golden age of piracy in an immersive audio experience. Listen as experts reveal the reality of life under the black flag, There is no evidence that I have ever seen of any pirate burying their treasure. Catch our previous episodes on Major Steve Bonnet, Charles Vane, and Blackbeard. Blackbeard himself as a pirate was a larger-than-life figure. He would put candles into his hair to
0: frighten his victims.
3: And still to come are the stories of Anne Bonny, Captain Kidd, and Henry Morgan. Join us for new episodes every Monday as we follow the rise and fall of the most legendary outlaws ever to sail the seven seas. Real Pirates is a Spotify original from Parcast. Follow and listen to Real Pirates for free on Spotify.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness.
1: At a young age, Viking warrior Ragnar Lothbrok set his reputation by defeating a large snake and marrying the beautiful Princess Thora. But after several years of marital bliss, Thora died.
0: To cope with the loss, Ragnar set out on a series of bloody raids. During these conquests, Ragnar steered his ships toward Norway to visit allies in the kingdom.
1: His men docked their warships at a small harbor one night, and the next morning the cooks went ashore to bake bread for the hungry Vikings. Not far from shore, they came upon a small farm and an unsightly old woman. It was Grima,
0: the farmer's wife who'd adopted Princess Oslaug. She told the cooks they were free to use her home to bake their bread, and if they needed help, to ask her daughter, whom she still called Kraka.
1: Ragnar's men were stunned when they saw Kraka approach them. In fact, none of them believed that Kraka could be Grima's daughter. The differences in their age and beauty were too great.
0: However, when they challenged Grima about how the two looked nothing alike, Grima proclaimed that she once was beautiful in her youth.
1: Satisfied with this explanation, the cooks went about baking their bread. Still, they were so distracted by Kraka's beauty that they burnt each and every loaf.
0: When they returned to the ships to serve the morning meal, Ragnar's warriors were sickened by the charred loaves. Ragnar, furious and famished, demanded to know why the meal had been prepared so ineptly.
1: The cooks told him of Kraka's beauty and how it distracted them. Intrigued, Ragnar told his men to bring the woman to him. However, he laid out several conditions.
0: He told his men, I want her to be neither dressed nor undressed, neither fed nor unfed, and moreover, she must not be all alone, but no man may accompany her.
1: Ragnar's men returned to Kraka and relayed the message. Seeing her chance to escape Grima, Kraka wrapped herself in a fishing net in place of clothing and let her hair hang over her body.
0: Next, she tasted a leek so as to be neither fed nor unfed. Finally, when she set out for the harbor, she was accompanied by a dog.
1: After years of torment, Kraka left the farm for good and joined Ragnar.
0: Aboard his ship, Ragnar told Kraka that he wished to sleep with her on their first night together. She refused, saying they had to wait until they were
1: married. Ragnar reluctantly agreed, though when they returned to his kingdom, he held a great wedding feast immediately. That night,
0: Kraka again refused to consummate the marriage, claiming that it would anger the gods. But Ragnar insisted.
1: Hoping to temper his lust, Kraka warned him that if they did indeed have relations, they would have a child born with no bones.
0: But Ragnar refused to wait and forced himself on her.
1: Soon Kraka gave birth to their first son, Ivor, and true to the prophecy, Ivor was born without bones. But even without a skeleton, Ivor grew large, strong, and handsome. Before long, He was said to be as wise as his father.
0: Apart from that first night, Ragnar and Kraka's marriage was allegedly filled with happiness, love, and respect. They were blessed with three more sons, Bjorn, Witzirk, and Rangenwald, all of whom had bones.
1: Like many Viking leaders, Ragnar raised his sons to be fierce fighters. When the time came for them to strike out on their own, Ivar the Boneless decided that they should invade the Scandinavian kingdom of Vitabair.
0: Many had tried to conquer Vitabair, and all had failed. But Ivar knew that as the sons of Ragnar, he and his brothers could be victorious.
1: When they arrived in Vitabair, the three eldest brothers forced the youngest, Rangenwald, to wait by the ships. They believed he wasn't ready for battle.
0: But as his brothers charged into battle, Rangenwald grew restless and jealous. He told his men that it was unfair that his brothers receive all the glory, so Rangenwald charged into the fray with his brothers.
1: As it turned out, Rangenwald's brothers were right. He wasn't ready for battle. He was struck down by the enemy, but upon seeing their brother dying on the ground, the rest refused to stop fighting.
0: Before long, their enemies fled. With the battle won, the sons of Ragnar burned the king's fortress and stole his treasure. Then, they sailed off without young Rangenvald.
1: While his sons were out raiding, Ragnar succeeded his father to become king of Denmark. And he was already making new enemies out of old friends. One of the
0: other most powerful Nordic kings was Einstein, who ruled over Svitjod, modern day Sweden. Like Ragnar, Einstein was a great warrior and equally impulsive. The two had a deep friendship and held annual summer feasts for each other.
1: During one of these parties, Einstein made a sudden proposal Ragnar should divorce Kraka and marry his daughter Inkebjerg.
0: Inkjabjörg was described to be nearly as beautiful as Krakka. However, since her lineage was royal, it made sense for Ragnar to take a more legitimate bride.
1: After all, despite their years of marriage, Krakka still hadn't revealed to Ragnar that she was actually the princess Aslaug. Instead, she maintained the facade as an impoverished farm daughter.
0: So Ragnar accepted the proposal to marry Inkjaburg instead. However, when he returned to his kingdom after the feast, she remained behind.
1: Upon returning home, Kraka asked Ragnar about his journey. Ragnar made no mention of his plans to marry Inkjaburg, but Kraka miraculously guessed her husband's deceit. For the first
0: time, Kraka revealed to Ragnar she was not the daughter of two poor farmers. She told him she was actually Princess Oslaug and that she was pregnant again.
1: She made him a simple proposition. If their next child was born with the mark of a snake between his eyes, Ragnar would not marry King Einstein's daughter.
0: When Oslaug gave birth, Ragnar saw that his child did clearly bear the markings of a serpent, and so they named him Sigurd Snake-in-the-Eye.
1: Ragnar also announced to his kingdom that his new son came from Aslaug's bloodline. Thus, their marriage was the consecration of two noble families, and he abandoned all plans of marrying Inkyabur.
0: Of course, King Einstein was deeply hurt by Ragnar's rebuke. He publicly ended their friendship and alliance.
1: Hearing this news, Ragnar's sons from his first marriage, Eirik and Agnar, were insulted on behalf of their father. They decided to seek revenge and invaded Einstein's kingdom.
0: So Einstein gathered a small army to meet the brothers and their men. He also had a secret weapon— a fearsome cow named Sibilia, whose mighty bellows had terrified men for years.
1: As the two armies met, Agnar and Eirik were confident when they saw the small number of Einstein's troops. But as soon as Sibilia began bellowing, Eirik and Agnar's men became possessed and turned upon each other.
0: The brothers attempted to correct them, but it was useless. Their own men attacked them. And though the brothers fought valiantly, it wasn't long before Agnar was cut down.
1: Realizing he was outmatched, Eirik surrendered.
0: He met with Einstein and negotiated terms. To his great surprise, Einstein offered Eirik the hand of his daughter, figuring that he was also of noble lineage. But Eirik refused his offer.
1: Instead, Eirik volunteered to trade his own life for those of his men, and Einstein agreed.
0: And thus Eirik, son of Ragnar Lothbrok, was executed, but his men were allowed to sail home.
1: Ragnar didn't hear of his son's death for some time, but Eirik's half-brothers did. Swearing to avenge their kin, Ragnar's other sons set out for vengeance.
0: Coming up, Ragnar refuses to let others' heroic deeds outshine his own.
3: This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com.
1: When Viking King Ragnar Lothbrok decided not to marry King Einstein's daughter, it effectively ended the two men's friendship and alliance. In response, two of Ragnar's sons, Eirik and Agnar, attacked Einstein's kingdom.
0: Sadly, they were not as strong as their father, and both were killed.
1: For some mysterious reason, perhaps to delay Ragnar's angry grief, a messenger delivered news of their deaths to Queen Aslaug instead. Despite Eirik and Agnar not being her sons, Aslaug was devastated.
0: Soon after, Aslaug's sons, Ivar, Bjorn, and Vitzerk returned from their raids throughout the region. They told her of the fate of their fallen brother, Rangenwald, and she told them of Eirik and Agnar's deaths.
1: Aslaug demanded that her sons avenge the deaths of their family. But to her great astonishment, Iva refused.
0: But after witnessing his mother's grief, Sigurd Snake-in-the-Eye vowed that he would fight to defend the family's honor.
1: Inspired by his little brother, Older Bjorn proclaimed, Though little is said in speech, a man may turn over vengeance in his heart, in his hawk-swift chest. We do not have a serpent nor a shining snake in our eyes, but my brothers gladdened me. I will remember your stepsons.
0: After Bjorn's support and inspirational poem, all of the brothers, including Ivar, agreed to avenge their fallen half brothers.
1: It's unclear whether or not the sons of Ragnar told their father of their mission. Perhaps they did, and in his grief over the deaths of three sons, he refused to go with them. Or maybe they wished to only tell him once Einstein was defeated.
0: Whatever the case, the brothers assembled their army and warships without Ragnar. And to their great surprise, Oslaug announced that she was joining them.
1: Inspired by the queen's presence, the Viking fleet made their way through Einstein's kingdom Leaving a trail of destruction, fire, and corpses.
0: When King Einstein heard of the invasion, he summoned a great many troops of his own, and of course, his ferocious cow, Sibylia.
1: When the two armies met on the battlefield, Ivor told his troops to scream at the top of their lungs to drown out the bellows of Sibylia. Then they were to hoist Ivor and his great bow so he could slay the beast. But
0: when Sibylia began her guttural shrieks, the men's own screams hardly made an impact. Just like before, the Viking soldiers began fighting among themselves rather than directing their blows at the enemy.
1: Miraculously, Ivor managed to draw back his bow and fire two arrows, which both pierced Sibylia's eyes the blinded cow's shrieks grew louder and more maniacal, and in her rage, she charged at Ivor.
0: As the beast bore down on him, Ivor commanded his troops to thrust him at her. Somehow, after they threw him forward, Ivor's boneless body became as heavy as a boulder. When he landed on Sibylia the cow, he crushed her.
1: Like his father before him, Ivor the Boneless had defeated a ferocious monster.
0: With Sibylla dead, Ragnar's sons tore through King Eystein's kingdom, slaying everyone and destroying everything in their
1: path. Finally, they came upon Eystein himself and finished off the king who had rebuked their father and killed their half-brothers. With their mission completed, Queen Oslaug returned home satisfied, while Ragnar's sons stayed behind to pillage the kingdom.
0: But now that King Eystein was dead and Eirik and Agnar were avenged, Ivar wanted more conquests. He and his brother, Sigurd Snake-in-the-Eye, took their armies south. They demolished any opposition that stood in their path.
1: Until they arrived at the town of Vifelsborg. It was heavily fortified and defended. It was obvious that they weren't going to be able to take it easily. So
0: Ivor and Sigurd attempted to negotiate with the townsmen, offering them sanctuary and peace if they surrendered. But the town was so confident in their defense that they rejected the offer.
1: So the next day, Ivor and Sigurd launched an attack, but they couldn't even breach the village walls. They tried again and again, but always with the same result. Vifelsborg was impenetrable.
0: Eventually, Ragnar's sons gave up on the town. After hearing of the capitulation, the villagers laid out jewels and furs over the town walls to taunt their aggressors.
1: One man even shouted, We thought these men, the sons of Ragnar and their troops, were hardy men but we can see they have not come nearer to victory than others.
0: The townsmen all cheered and cackled, mocking the losers as they left the town.
1: Enraged by the humiliation, Ivor called upon his brothers Bjorn and Witzerk to join him. Together, they could figure out how to defeat Viffelsborg once and for all. After much deliberation, they opted for a different approach than a direct assault.
0: They gathered as much kindling as they could from a nearby forest. Then the Viking horde spread the wood around the town walls and set it ablaze.
1: The flames engulfed the town walls, damaging their structural integrity. Ivor's men toppled the burned walls and charged inside, killing everyone they found. The
0: streets of Viffelsborg ran red with blood. When the Vikings were finished, they seized all the goods used to taunt them.
1: Brimming with confidence and bluster, the sons of Ragnar set sail to continue their raids. They easily conquered more settlements and towns, adding to the vast wealth of their father's kingdom.
0: Back at home, Ragnar heard of his sons' great feats on the battlefield. At first, he was filled with pride. His offspring were now immensely popular in folklore.
1: But as the reports continued to trickle in, Ragnar became jealous. He believed no man should be as famous as him, not even his sons. In his anger, he concocted a plan to elevate his legend above any other Viking warrior.
0: Ragnar ordered the construction of two enormous ships, the largest that had ever been seen. Once they were completed, he gathered weapons and an army and set forth to conquer England, an island of kingdoms that the Vikings had never
1: taken. Aslaug advised her husband that this mission was ill-conceived, that he should take many ships rather than just two large ones. But Ragnar was eager to bask in the glory of victory again, and he would not heed her advice.
0: Oslaug knew there was nothing she could do to dissuade her husband, so instead, she presented him with a special shirt she'd sewn. She proclaimed that the shirt would protect Ragnar from any wounds because it was blessed by the gods.
1: After a great journey across the North Sea, Ragnar and his massive ships arrived on the shores of England, which, at the time, consisted of five major kingdoms,
0: Ragnar and his men stormed through the English lands, sacking and destroying towns and farms with ease, until they met Ella, King of Northumbria.
1: Ella wanted to crush Ragnar in an open battle. Even though he feared the wrath of Ragnar's sons, Ella gathered an army that was far greater than the Vikings.
0: The two sides met in the fields of Northumbria in a fierce battle, and Ragnar's inferior army was cut down.
1: However, Ragnar himself, adorned in the magical shirt knitted by Oslaug, was impervious to attack. As such, he was able to cut through many English troops, spilling their blood across the field.
0: But Ragnar's valiant efforts were not enough to secure a victory. Eventually, the great Viking warrior was captured and brought before King Ella.
1: However, Ella was uncertain if the man before him was actually the great warrior Ragnar. The stubborn and prideful Viking refused to confirm his identity.
0: Frustrated, Ella ordered his men to toss the warrior into a snake pit. But if Ragnar confessed his true name, he would immediately
1: be saved. Thanks to Aslaug's shirt, when Ragnar was tossed into the pit, none of the serpents could sink their fangs into him. It seemed the gods looked favorably on the Viking warrior.
0: But such fortune quickly ran out. King Ella ordered his men to strip Ragnar of his shirt. And as soon as it was removed, the snakes latched onto his body.
1: As the snakes bit Ragnar, the Viking warrior proclaimed, I have had fifty and one battles which were thought glorious. I made much harm. I did not look to a snake to be my bane. Things happen very often to one that one thinks of the least.
0: And with that, Ragnar Lothbrok died.
1: When Ragnar's sons returned home from their own raids, they were confused to discover King Ella's messengers waiting for them. Their confusion turned to fury once the messengers revealed their father's fate.
0: Ragnar's sons demanded blood, except for Ivar the Boneless. Instead, Ivar urged his brothers to not seek revenge.
1: Though Ivar was the wisest and bravest of them all, his brothers disagreed with him they amassed their army and made haste toward Northumbria.
0: Of course, Ivar couldn't let his brothers sail alone, and with his own plan unfolding, Ivar joined them on their voyage. However, when the time came to meet the English on the battlefield, he refused to fight.
1: When they clashed with King Ella's forces, Ragnar's sons were defeated just like their father. However, unlike their father, King Ella showed them mercy.
0: But Ivor didn't just want mercy. He wanted to stay in England and create a small kingdom of his own. So, during the peace negotiations, Ivor agreed that he would not take up arms again if he was allowed to stay.
1: King Ella agreed, so Ivor had his belongings shipped over, including the gold and silver that he'd plundered in battle. He was so generous with the English people that he was soon admired far and wide.
0: His generosity extended to English soldiers, and many pledged their allegiance to Ivor over King Ella. Finally, once Ivor had stolen as many English troops as he could, he called upon the men of Scandinavia to come to him and seize England.
1: This coalition of Vikings was called the Great Heathen Army. It was much bigger than any previous Viking army. When they met Ella's men in battle, the king's men fled.
0: However, King Ella was captured and brought before Ivar, who ordered his violent execution. With Ella's death, the brothers had avenged their father, the mighty Ragnar Lothbrok.
1: While Ragnar's story was likely apocryphal, his alleged sons were very much real. Ivor the Boneless and Bjorn Ironside were Viking warriors who terrorized Europe in the 800s. In
0: 865 CE, Ivar did invade England and led the great heathen army against the various kingdoms on the island. And King Ella was killed during these wars.
1: Many real Viking warriors claimed to be from the line of Ragnar Lothbrok, which speaks to the influence he had over an entire society.
0: Ragnar Lothbrok may not have been real, but his legend inspired generations of Viking warriors to fight for his level of success. Thanks to the story of Ragnar, Europe was awash in violence for several hundred years.
1: Thanks for listening to Dictators, Next week, we'll delve into the life of Viking leader Knut the Great. Among the many sources we used, we found Christopher Van Dyke's The Legend of Ragnar Lothbrok, Viking King and Warrior, especially useful to our research.
0: You can find all episodes of Dictators and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify.
1: We'll see you next time. Dictators
0: is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Dictators was written by Tony Goodman, with writing assistance by Joe Guerra and Andrew Messer, fact checking by Adriana Romero, and research by Bradley Klein. Dictators stars Kate Leonard and Richard Rosner.